on this week's episode, get ready for some Netflix rate hikes. We howl at the moon for Moon Knight, and Microsoft backs up the Brinks truck for Activision Blizzard. All this and more as we reach our next stop, the PCC Multiverse. Don't be alarmed. The quasi-shimmering light before you is a trans-dimensional gateway to other worlds, other voices, other thoughts, and other realities. Up feels like down, and down feels like the number seven on a Wednesday morning. Don't worry. That quivering, blood-boiling sensation under your eyebrows is all a part of the charm. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald Glasser from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Vampires, and Vitae, <laughs> plus all the great things that we do here when it concerns the Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook, where you can catch us as the number one tabletop RPG streamer on Facebook normally. We took kind of like a week off, but we plan to go back strong next week. We got a lot of stuff in store, I think, for everyone out there that loves their tabletop RPG streaming. So check us out there on Facebook. Plus, we cover the latest news and trends of pop culture each and every week right there at Pop Culture Cosmos at Facebook. Plus, our website, popculturecosmos.com, and more. And if you can support everything that we do, it is sincerely appreciated. But it wouldn't be a PCC Multiverse without my returning good friend. She is back and back strong and also ready to go ahead and throw out some vampires and Vitae at you. Yes. She is the incredible games master of the world of Vampires and Vitae, along with her husband, Robbie Ross. You got to go ahead and check out what she's doing today at Vampires and Vitae, wherever you get your podcasts and videos as well. Plus all the great things that she does for Pop Culture Cosmos, including the other games that she runs at Pop Culture Cosmos. It is my good friend. It is Melinda Barkhouse Ross. And Melinda, great to have you back on. Glad you're feeling better. Yes, much better. Woof, thank goodness. Big shout out to Roger, who runs our Monday game. Hoping he feels better. No, he's been a little bit under the weather as well, as quite a few of us have been. So our thoughts are with you on that. Also want to give a big shout out to DZMM Radio over in the Philippines, one of our newest affiliates. Thank you so much for picking us up right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. J-Man Radio, we return. Welcome to J-Man Radio once again. Looking forward to a great episode. Melinda, how have you been? How is the world of Vampires and Vitae? Truly glad to be a part of everything that you're doing with Pop Culture Cosmos and all that. But welcome back to the world of the living. Yeah, pretty much is what is what happened last week. So uh, apologies for not being here last week. But we uh, have a brand new episode of Vampires and Vitae that's going to drop in mere hours, 2 a.m. 
Pacific Standard Time it will release. That is, of course, in case you missed our live stream last Sunday. So it's the audio. Well, I could beat you on that one because this will drop at around 4 a.m. Oh, so close. <laughs> For all your tabletop RPG gaming needs, please go ahead and check us out at the Pop Culture Cosmos. But it is going to be a great episode today. We've got much to discuss that I know Melinda has been chomping at the bit at, including the latest Moon Knight trailer. We'll talk about the Moon Knight trailer that dropped. And if March 30th is a way bit away for us to go ahead and wait for some Moon Knight. So we'll talk about that at the back end of the show. Plus also as well, Ozark has returned to Netflix for its final season, season four. The reviews are kind of mixed, but is the crowd still there to go ahead and watch Ozark? We'll talk about that. Plus, we've got not one, but two episode fours to discuss as the two major pop culture series that are out there, Peacemaker on HBO Max and The Book of Boba Fett, both hit episode four this week. Which one was the better episode? I'll share my thoughts coming up as well. Plus, we've got TJ Johnson and I breaking down the big news of the week as Microsoft dished out some cash. So we'll talk his thoughts coming up here at the back end of the show as well. Plus, I know Melinda will have some thoughts here in a minute on that. So I wanted to go ahead and mention also as well, Netflix just reported some earnings. They talked about how many subscribers they got. Did they meet their needs and the estimates that analysts were hoping for? We'll talk about the bad news compounded by some bad news for subscribers in a rate hike. That's coming up on the show as well. But first, my friend... It is Microsoft. I wanted to go ahead and touch on that because that's the big news of the week. Tuesday morning, everybody just like was going about their business and very early in the morning U.S. time, it just popped up right there as plain as day all over the internet that Microsoft is going to spend $68.7 billion to go ahead and purchase Activision, pending approval, pending everything that goes through. Probably won't be until sometime next year before the deal finally completes. But $68.7 billion. They backed up the Brinks truck. The chunk of change, as I always call it here on the show. Mm -hmm. Yes, they spent a lot of money on Activision, which is going to be now in control of, obviously, the Call of Duty IP. The Diablo... I, I the IP I'm from the worried. Blizzard side of things because that's Activision Blizzard. So tell me your thoughts on this World of Warcraft, Overwatch. I mean, the list seemingly goes on and on. Even Spyro. some dead. Yeah, Spyro. Yeah, Spyro. Bandicoot. Guitar Hero. Tony Hawk stuff. Yep, absolutely. Oh. A, a lot of current and dormant franchises that are very intriguing are now or going to be very soon in control by Microsoft. First off, I'm happy for the employees of Activision Blizzard, who in recent months have undergone a lot of turmoil due to the sexual harassment things that have been said and done over the course of the past few months and years. They're still currently under investigation by representatives in the state of California, so that's still pending and that's still ongoing. But I want to hear your thoughts. I know as a big fan of the Diablo franchise, where it emanates from as far as blizzard is concerned what is your thoughts when you hear that microsoft just bought activision blizzard i mean that's a huge 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 
huge deal. I mean, like my main thing is, is definitely PS4 and I am, I am concerned, much concerned as the kids would say, because I've been waiting for Diablo four for so long. And are they just not going to do that on PS4 anymore? Are they just going to take that off? What about, well, I mean, it would make sense exactly quite a bit of this library that they have not be on PlayStation in some form or fashion. They have contractual obligations. I'm sure Activision Blizzard does in some form or fashion with some of their IPs and properties, and they'll have to go ahead and continue those or ride those out as far as Microsoft is concerned. But a title such as Diablo, I don't think they're obligated to put that on PlayStation. No. They would just go ahead and put an Xbox and PC through the Xbox Games Pass. <sighs> to me, that's a win-win if you've got an Xbox Games Pass because that becomes a first-party title. That would just rock. But no. then again, if you're on a PlayStation, yeah. no. that would just suck. It doesn't, it doesn't rock. Come on. And not and, and uh, uh, like very selfishly, we're talking about Diablo because it's my favorite. But I mean, look at what PlayStation did with Call of Duty. They really kind of hung their hats on that. They had a lot of exclusive stuff, early access to different map packs before it went over to Xbox and PC. So that's probably going to stop happening. Some of it they got to still continue to do. Like for instance, Warzone. Since it's a free-to-play game and it's right. so heavily reliant on the microtransactions, yeah. I would assume that's going to be still a cross-platform. It would not be in their best financial interest specifically for that one. Now, yeah. it's not in their best financial interest to go ahead and take away any of these multi-platform because the MPD still says at the end of the year that Call of Duty, the previous years and the previous years, are still selling. Yeah. Vanguard, even though it, it the sales for it were down comparatively quite a bit compared to the last year's, it was still the number one selling title on the MPD. Right. Uh, you know, as far as for the year 2021. And what was number two was the previous year's Call of Duty. So, <laughs> right. I mean, taking it away from PlayStation in a sense, yeah, hits you in the pocketbook. But if the idea is to get people on Xbox Games Pass... I mean, that's the idea. Not just the Xbox Series S and X. And TJ Johnson, in my interview with him, was very adamant about that. It is about Xbox Games Pass, about providing a lot of fresh content to Xbox Games Pass, similar to the style of what you see with Netflix. Throwing content out there at it. There are going to be a lot of titles, a lot of IPs that are just going to be exclusive. We're already going to see it with Starfield later this year. That's going to be Xbox and PC. I just think PlayStation owners are going to have to realize that, yeah, I'm either going to have to go ahead and sign up for Games Pass for my PC or get an Xbox at some point in time. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't think that Why PlayStation... Why not? Xbox is a great value. Yeah, I keep hearing that. But I think that PlayStation is going to make a big move. They've got to, right? I mean, this can't happen without you having something planned, talked about. There has to be something. It's not going to be the death of PlayStation. I mean, it's not going to be that much of a sweet. No, no. And yeah, I know you, both you and Jamie Monroy in the comments, both of you seem like you're PlayStation fans. It sounds like both of you are. And it just sounds like that you're concerned. There's still going to be a lot of IPs that you want to go ahead and check out. Like Horizon Forbidden West is coming out next month. You've got right. Gran Turismo. You're going to have the Uncharted. Yeah. You're going to have the God of Wars. You're still going to have that. Of the course. thing is, though, that PlayStation, this rumor games pass competitor that they're currently working on 
that has to be a real deal for them. That has to be something that they're going to have to choke on whatever that they need to choke on as far as money and make it happen and make it so that the first party games are on this whatever's upcoming Games Pass competitor. If they still go ahead and make you spend $70 on a PlayStation 5 first party title each and every time one comes out, that right there is going to be the ultimate decider for a lot of people why they might want to switch to Xbox Games Pass because those first party titles you don't have to spend $70 on. You can play it right there as part of the Xbox Games Pass. It's just that well, simple. PlayStation has something sort of kind of similar, but it's more for like your your older games, your more classic PlayStation stuff. now is just um, not even in sleek. Come on. Come I, on. No, no. Come on. Come on. That was a little harsh, man. I mean, as someone who has PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, yeah. you know, has played all PlayStation, PlayStation Now is a concept that has not been well supported by even PlayStation itself. Right. Well, it's not I, a good value. I, I'm holding my breath. <laughs> you, no, please. I want to hear it. We want to hear if there's something. No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm I mean, really. Is like, PlayStation I'm, I'm, Now a good value to you? If because it, it certainly has not been to a lot of gamers out there. Yeah, I I just don't want an Xbox. I do not want an Xbox. <laughs> well, you don't have and, to have an Xbox. You don't have to have an Xbox per se. You can play all these games off a of PC. And if Xbox has their way, it'll be included Games Pass on smart TVs down the road. You can play it right. off your cell phones, etc., right. etc. Et so you don't necessarily have to get an Xbox. It's just right now more fundamentally operational for someone to go ahead and get an Xbox because it's right. a lot easier, but down the road, you'll be able to play it more consistently on so many different platforms. Yeah. Well, and maybe getting the the PC stuff will be something that I, that, you know, we start to look at a little bit closer. Also, I don't even consider myself really a gamer. Like I, I don't spend hours upon hours upon hours upon hours doing video games. I have D&D. Unless it's Diablo. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have D&D for that. For spending hours and hours and hours doing goofy things. But I think that even if all of those titles do become Xbox exclusive, I still don't think that it's going to, as a casual video game enthusiast, I still don't think that it's it's going to entice me, a casual gaming person, to switch over and buy an xbox and and sign up well, for games game. it won't be xbox exclusive it'll be games pass exclusive i want to make right. sure everybody understands it. it'll be games pass exclusive right i still don't think that i'm going to buy into it i still even if it's diablo 4 even if it's diablo 4 i just don't think i'll play it and it hurts my soul it hurts my soul to say it it does because i love those games so much thanks for checking out the pcc you know the pop culture cosmos we'll be back in one moment so let me get this straight. We're going to play a like a video game together or Well, not exactly. Okay, fine. W where's the controller? Uh that's it's it's right here. This is literally a sheet of paper. I don't understand what you well, Here, you're going to need these two. Dice? You just had Are these even dice? We are going to play Vampire the Masquerade. It's a role-playing game. What kind of vampire do you want to be? Okay, now you're telling me there's more than one kind of vampire? Oh, my friend, you have no idea. There's an Osferatu, there's the Vampires and Vitae, an actual play podcast. Season 2 to Pop Culture Cosmos. <sighs> but yeah, I just don't think that I will play it. I am, I just, I, I'm not sure, I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but I just don't, I can't, I can't. For whatever Even reason. Even off your PC? 
yeah, no, I don't. I don't game on my computer. Are you kidding me? This precious computer that runs all of my D and D games. I can't game on that as well. Your cell phone? She would, she would have a heart attack. Are you, kidding, are you kidding me? You wouldn't want to run Diablo four on your cell phone? No, no, I know. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't explain it. I don't know why that is. I don't know when or what happened in my life that made me so pro PlayStation, but it happened. No, and there's so many more individuals such as yourself that are pro PlayStation and more power to you. If you are, if you support yeah. the PlayStation brand wholeheartedly, yeah. more power to you. I have no fault for you on that. I will never fault anyone for that because PlayStation is an outstanding brand deserves a lot of love. I mentioned already so many different titles that they've had that are the reason PlayStation four dominated the last console generation by a wide margin. Why would you ever fault that? But Xbox is trying to make it more enticing for people either to switch over to an Xbox or just go Xbox games pass and just buy the service because that's ultimately what they want you to do. Just buy the service, just buy the service and be a part of the plan, whatever platform that you end up playing it on. Although I'm pretty sure you won't have Xbox games pass on your PlayStation. I don't think that'll work, but (laughs) again, well, maybe you can, maybe people find out a way to do a hack, but again, it's just something where, you don't have to fault yourself to, for being a PlayStation fan after this major acquisition. Just yeah. be open to the fact that PlayStation now has to up the ante. I think this is going to be a wake-up call for them. If they don't respond, then maybe it is time for these PlayStation diehard fans to reevaluate things if they don't respond with something just as fair for their consumers. Because if you're an Xbox Games Pass, not an Xbox, but an Xbox Games Pass subscriber, you right. just got a big benefit for yourself a year, two, three, four years down the line with right. this acquisition. It's not going to be an instant fix for you. But for someone who's a Games Pass subscriber, this is going to be a big win for you and a reason to go ahead and have a smile on your face. If yeah. you're a PlayStation individual out there, if you want to see what kind of hand does PlayStation have to match or beat what Xbox is dishing out. Yeah. If whatever they're planning on as far as the Games Pass comparison, I'm waiting to see. I don't think that whatever they're going to put out is going to be quite as good as Games Pass because I don't think they will choke on the profits of a first-party game just to go ahead and make it part of a day-one type format. I really don't. I don't think they will. I think they'll still make you pay $70 day one from it, but I still think that they're going to try and do things to satisfy PlayStation gamers to at least some extent. Well, and and like you said, with the amount of PlayStations that are out there in people's homes right now, I mean, you you don't want to cut them and their money. People like me can't be alone in this. Do you know what I mean? Like there there has yeah, to be. No, there's there's millions of PlayStation fans out there that are either concerned, interested, excited, and hopeful that PlayStation will offer yeah. something just as as good for their consumers. Yeah, especially because. PlayStation, well, not just PlayStation, but, you know, folks have been waiting for this Diablo 4 for a long time. And with all of the delays and and all of that stuff, and now this big acquisition, I would be lying if I told you that I wasn't a little bit nervous about not being able to play it. Well, again, I I, I would be nervous too. But the thing is, if you're Xbox, you don't spend $68 billion and not make at least some of the upcoming library Xbox Games Pass exclusive. It would just be kind of defeating the purpose. What, yeah, you just want the yearly profits from the Call of Duty for this? It's not going to equate to $68 billion. Right, the reason yeah. why they did this was for the future of Xbox Games Pass, similar to what they did last year when they spent the $7 billion 
for Bethesda. This is for the future of Xbox Games Pass. Yeah. And for those owners of Games Pass, this week most likely just got a lot better. Yeah, I mean, when you're when you're looking at those big titles like Call of Duty, Diablo, Overwatch, I can't imagine that they would just cut. I can't. I just. I'm. I'm having a hard time coming to terms with them cutting a giant portion of that fandom and people who've been following these titles for years out of them cold. I don't know. I, I'm just I, having I, a hard time. I think time Warzone having- again will be eventually what the call of duty fix will be for playstation owners i really think it's not in their best interest to go ahead and xbox and say you know what we're just going to keep a multi-platform like everything's fine yes that does mean monetarily more short-term games but it doesn't mean long-term gains for xbox games pass if that's ultimately what you want to do if xbox games pass is the ultimate reason why you made this deal in the first place you got to understand that they're going to have to make short-term cuts that will upset playstation owners to benefit a xbox games pass long term in the future it would make me dislike xbox even more honestly it would guarantee that i would never buy an xbox or so games pass it would guarantee so if it. diablo 4 if xbox mm-hmm. did exactly everything that you probably would do with a game like diablo 4 and make it only on a single platform in xbox games pass you would actually hate them even more for I absolutely would. Yes, wow. absolutely. Yep. Wow. That's no, that's interesting. There is a that's line brilliant. in the sand, Gerald, and it is called Diablo and it needs to be on my PS4. <laughs> well, may, maybe there'll be a hack for it because, you know, again, we'll see whether or not if there's, it's going to end up, but I'm just going to be a betting person here in Vegas and say, it's going to be something that you'll probably only see on Xbox games. That's at least, to me, I think that would be the smart way to do it. If you give them like a couple of months of access before it comes over to PlayStation, like oh, that's whatever, that's fine, fine, do that. Here's okay. a taste for a day. Now go over to PlayStation. <laughs> that would be terrible. We'll call it the Melinda 24 hour challenge. How about that oh, for you? Oh man, how far can you get in 24 hours? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to to finish the game, come over to Xbox Games Pass. But right. we want to hear your thoughts out there on this major, major purchase for the gaming industry as Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard. Please share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, Melinda, before we hit the half-hour break, there's still a little bit more to talk about on today's program. The wonderful people at Netflix have decided after the shareholders call that they recently had that unfortunately said that they fell short of expectations on new subscribers. Right now, they really can't count on the U.S.-Canadian market for new subscribers. It's very small, under 500,000 usually as far as gaining new subscribers for each quarter because it's the markets for these two countries are saturated. So they're dependent on new subscribers all around the world. They fell short and they fell, I think at least 20% in after hours trading. Although I'm assuming it'll bounce back a little bit. The good news for subscribers out there is that the squid game, of course, as a no brainer was approved for a season two. Gee, the shock in that. Who would have yeah, thought of that? I'm surprised. Yes. But the bad news is that Netflix, in order to, as they tell you, increase the number of programming, keep the quality and blah, 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 blah. Everybody hears all this all the time and reads all the press quotes. They raise their price again. They're going to go ahead and 
move to a $15.49 U.S. per month rate that will be now more expensive than HBO Max monthly charges. So I want to hear your thoughts on this. There's a lot of rage going on here when it concerns Netflix all over social media right now. There's a lot of Netflix fans that are not too happy right now. Your thoughts on Netflix, again, their expectations are a little bit different because they're now well over 210, almost 220 million subscribers out there. So I don't feel sorry for them. And obviously they've done a lot recently to go ahead with their content, make it available and desirable for consumers out there. But your thoughts on Netflix raising the price, is it a good thing or a bad thing right now? So I just did the math, right? Fifteen fifty for the year. It's one hundred and eighty-six dollars that they're asking from each household with Netflix right now. That's with the increase, obviously, but it's still cheaper than cable. I mean, we're trying to get our cable bill to be a little bit more manageable, and that's still even less than what we're paying every month for cable. So I, and I think that the value is still very much there for Netflix. It would be different if they weren't bringing us interesting shows like Squid Game and stuff like that. And still bringing it, like I watched Interview with a Vampire last night. It just popped up on Netflix. So I still feel like it's good value for the money. There's going to be duds. There's going to be phase where you maybe you don't watch Netflix for like two weeks and then you come back to it and it's been refreshed and, and all that kind of stuff. I still think you're getting good value out of it. Yeah, I think you are. It's just yeah. at what point does that break or does that start to really get to a point where customers are going to jump ship right now with what they offer and the content that they still offer, which is quite a bit more than anybody else and something I've derided Disney plus for, for example, yeah. about not having enough content because Again, the goal should be having like a Star Wars on a Monday and a Marvel on a Thursday type deal or some major IP that they have, even if it's outside of Star Wars and Marvel, be something every week that they have two or three things that that people can rely on each and every week. And right now, Disney Plus, with the 100 plus subscribers and all the money that they have behind it, still don't have in place, which is kind of concerning. Yet Netflix can dish out three, four things seemingly every week that people will turn to. So yeah. right now it's it's understandable because everything's right now, as far as the world, inflation's going up, prices are going up. It's, yeah. it's an unfortunate sign of the times. And so costs and things of that nature, I get it. But you better back it up with a lot of good content. And there's content out there that was seen, like, for instance, we, we just got to see Cobra Kai, we got to see The Witcher, you got to see a lot of great things over the course of the past few months. They got to keep that up. They yeah. showed a different Netflix original movie, I think, for each and every week last year for 52 weeks straight. You got to yes. keep that up with, with new and original content. If you don't, then I think that's going to be an issue. I know Jamie mentioned the Netflix gaming side of deals. Right now, that's such a small part of the equation. You really can't count on that yet. A lot of the things are, for them are still in development. They're still trying to work out deals. What's the future going forward? Are they going to go console, mainly mobile? What is the direction of Netflix gaming? I think that's going to materialize the next two, three years. I think they'll be the next big entity to start buying development studios, similar to what we've seen from Tencent that just spent a lot of money on Zynga. And of course, we talked about Microsoft with Bethesda and Activision Blizzard. So I think Netflix is going to be the next entity to start really doing that as far as buying some development studios and helping kick things off. So 
two, three years down the line, Netflix gaming could be a real part of the equation or it could end up being like Google Stadia. We don't know yet, but we'll wait and see on that. But I think it's a necessary thing, unfortunately. I think it's a necessary thing and I think people have to come to grips with that. But there's going to be, like you were talking about on the previous segment, a line in the sand. There's going to be a line in the sand (laughs) Yes. on a price for everyone around the world, wherever region that you're in. Yeah. There's going to be a line in the sand where Netflix should not go. Absolutely. And as we're getting closer and closer and closer to that $20 bill, Mark, I I don't know, maybe maybe the 20 bucks is is it. You know, 20 bucks a month for something is a lot of money for a lot of people. Yeah. And if they're not going to be able to continue to push out the volume of content that they've been able to do and have that volume of content be good TV and good entertainment, and then you're going to ask people for more money, that's when I start to have a bit of a problem. But right now, they're still pushing out stuff. I'm still very entertained. Please don't get rid of Star Trek Netflix. Don't. Don't. Well, that's um, a Paramount deal. Paramount is going to start yeah, taking away stuff from U.S. and Canadian Netflix just yeah. so they can put it on Paramount+. Plus. Right. Congratulations means- to all the Star Trek shows. They all got approved for an extra season including yeah. Star Trek New Worlds, which hasn't even premiered yet. They already got approved for season two. So congratulations to all those shows. But with Netflix right now, I think, like you said, the $20 bill is going to be an issue because then it comes to the point where, okay, do I want to go ahead and spend my money monthly on Netflix or do I want to spend it on all these other different avenues instead? Because it's going right. to be either everything or Netflix. And yes. then it's getting to that point. It's on the way that people are going to have to make decisions whether or not they want Netflix or everything else. So we're going to have to wait and see. That might be more of the decision that people make versus getting rid of Netflix. It could finally come to a point where you just say goodbye to traditional television and you have all of your services and you get your news and local information via the internet. We'll find out and see. But yeah, eventually Mm -hmm. it's going to get to the point where you're going to have to choose one entity over all the other entities that you have. Yeah. And vice versa. So you're going to have to weigh that out. But we want to hear your thoughts on Netflix's price hikes. Are you thrilled with it? And I don't think you are out there, but let me know if you're going to be able to live with Netflix's price hike. Please let us know. Bob Culture Cosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, coming up next, it is TJ Johnson talking about Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard. What are his thoughts as a gamer? We already heard Melinda. <laughs> now we'll hear TJ. Yes, yes. But now we'll hear TJ on his thoughts on Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. This is the PCC Multiverse. And if you're ready to talk toys, I haven't stopped talking toys. Let's get to it. It's the Jay and Rob Toy Show, and we're back for season two for 10 more episodes of Toy Talking Goodness. And this time, we talk Marvel figures, we talk DC figures, Holy Grails, playsets, what if scenarios, and so much more. But we're not alone. We've brought a few friends with us this time. All that and, of course, our action figure spotlight. So check out the Jay and Rob Toy Show Season 2, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. All right, and we're back with the Pop Culture Cosmos. This is Gerald Glass. We're coming right back at you here Tuesday morning, getting ready to go ahead and take the kids to school. Then all of a sudden, I see across the newswire, Microsoft buys Activision thought it was just by trolling or something like that so i decided to go to another reputable news site microsoft buys activision 
and it really woke me up there. Wow, Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard for whopping $68.7 billion. Now, mind you, it still has to go through, get approved, things of that nature. Yes, right there with Dr. Evil money right there. I know it's the, not the first time in the 24-hour period that that's been mentioned, but yes, it is Dr. Evil money, $68.7 billion. Microsoft has purchased Activision Blizzard, I should say. It is something that really is mind-boggling and is going to reshape the gaming future going forward. And here today to talk about this mighty purchase is a good man indeed. He is a major part of what we do here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. It is TJ Johnson. And TJ, great to have you back, my friend. Always you. value your opinion. And I know you popped on the DM. Microsoft <laughs> bought Activision. What are your thoughts, my friend, on this major acquisition? Obviously, it's going to... I think at least be a good thing for Xbox gamers, but we'll talk about, you know, exclusives. We'll talk about yeah. how it affects the Activision company itself and Blizzard mm -hmm. with, with all the problems that they have here in a sec. But your initial thoughts once you heard that this purchase may be going through. Wow. Was my initial. Th I, I, I like you. I thought it was a, I thought it was a joke. I mm -hmm. also checked some reputable sources, of course. So I get the majority of my news through, through Twitter. So take that for what it's worth, right? That's, that's a good thing, but it's a bad thing because you no, know, it's it's up to everybody else to kind of clue me in on stuff. But anyways, I go to Twitter and of course I'm seeing it's trending. I'm like, this is like, this is a little it's trending a little too much for it to be a joke. So then of course I go to some other sites, um, IGN, uh, GameSpot, just some other places just to kind of see if they're talking about the same thing. And lo and behold, Microsoft acquires Activision Blizzard. So of course, my first response is I gotta I gotta talk to Gerald. I gotta talk to Gerald about it. Figure out what he's thinking. <sighs> See, this this is this is where it gets tough because I'm a Microsoft guy. Like I'm really team Microsoft. So part of me is excited, right? It's excited about them acquiring another huge studio. Now, granted, we obviously know that Activision Blizzard kind of got some uh, some stuff going on. Absolutely, uh, in regards to <laughs> sexual harassment in the workplace, yep, yep. Uh, current lawsuits. Yep. Actually, one of their studios has been out on a walkout for yep. quite a spell as well. So yep. Raven Software, to be exact. Mm -hmm. So this is a, a company that's been in some disarray at both the Activision and Blizzard spot. And their mm -hmm. CEO, Bobby Kotick, has really been under fire. And it's just seemingly all he's been doing is raking in the money now. If there's anybody that's looking for retribution on him as before all the stuff that he's let go on, I don't think they're going to get it. I think he's going to get that golden parachute on the way out. He yep. most likely will be out sometime when this deal finally closes, 2022, 2023. His contract, I believe, is from what New York Times and Wall Street Journal is saying is 2023. So he might leave before then. I wouldn't be surprised, but he's going to get paid on the way out. So that's regardless. But this is a company that's in, in great disarray because yeah. of the fact that it's violated a lot of things. In fact, the state of California is still going after them with a vengeance. We'll see if they will allow Microsoft to go in there, correct things, and maybe not continue the pressure on it. But this is a company in disarray. And I think from a company standpoint, not saying mm -hmm. a gamer standpoint mm -hmm. yet, mm -hmm. from a yep. company standpoint, I think was this was an outstanding move. Yes. Allowing Phil yes. Spencer, the head of Xbox gaming, actually mm -hmm. Microsoft gaming at this point, he's been mm -hmm. moved up to Microsoft gaming head. Everybody at Activision Blizzard is going to report to him. 
And I think that's a good thing the way he's been very vocal and adamant about his displeasure with what's gone on previously with Activision Blizzard. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's that's kind of where my 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 twofoldness is. Uh, from a business standpoint, this is one of the smartest moves that could be done. The amount of money that 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 uh, Bobby is going to walk away with considering this deal is stupid. And I agree. It's the, it's a golden parachute. He's he's going down with the plane, but he's got this uh, in, incredible amount of money that comes in from it. For me personally, being the working class guy, knowing that this guy was the president of this company that was just notoriously doing wrong, it stings. It's the nature of business, you know. Business. I mean, it's been acquired. reported that this guy, when all is yes. said and done, may get around four hundred million dollars before he yes. leaves as a part of the buyout for him, which is unfortunate that it seems like as you go back to the Dr. Evil reference once again, yeah. that uh, an individual such as that who's been so lax in taking care of his own company yes. gets that kind of payoff. But yeah, unfortunately, the business world is what it is. But for yeah. gamers, we now turn to the fact that obviously at some point in time with the $68 billion purchase, you're going to have to start making exclusives for the Xbox platform and Xbox mm-hmm. Games Pass platform for Xbox and PC. I know the speculation out there is that Call of Duty Warzone will most likely continue in a multi-platform format because it's a free-to-play game and it gets a lot of microtransactions. And to have it exclusive to one console is not the best thing in the world. So having that continues on a ton of platforms is probably the best thing for that. But mm-hmm. the Call of Duty series, yes. Diablo 4 coming up, you know, all these other entities maybe even World of Warcraft, Starcraft could be returned. You don't know. That could be a possibility. Overwatch, all -hmm. these titles that are out there that Activision Blizzard, plus whatever there is they're working on. Now, they haven't brought anything new out in a while, but I have a feeling that they could be working on something new at this point in time. Right. I think all these entities, you're going to start seriously thinking that they have to go at least some type of exclusivity, maybe like uh, one year at least, if not more, for this deal to eventually pay off in the long run for Xbox, and that Xbox has to win this console race in order for it to be a payoff. Absolutely. Now, I know that with Sony, they've gone the way of starting to finally go PC. 2018 God of War just recently released on the PC, or I think it's going to release on the PC very, very shortly. So, yes, I think there's going to have to be some type of console exclusivity, some type of brand exclusivity, if you will, since they're not just a console, they're a computer as well. But yeah, to, to acquire this studio and the series of studios and their portfolio of game catalog and to not make anything exclusive would be asinine. You know, we, we had the same conversation uh, in regards to if the Elder Scrolls was going to become an Xbox exclusive. With and, the Bethesda and, purchase. That they <clears> with the Bethesda for, purchase. For $6 billion dollars plus there. Absolutely. So I think it would be asinine to expect Microsoft to not make these games exclusive for a time period or exclusive period to the to, to, to their platform. Um, yes, it, I it has to be calculated. To it has yeah. to be very calculated because they did it uh, and they kept it multi-platform with Microsoft because they mm-hmm. see the financial benefit overall by keeping Absolutely. Minecraft a multi-platform game. Absolutely. With Call of Duty Warzone, I see the benefits of keeping that a multi-platform yes. game. Yes. I understand that there are still agreements in place as far as DLC and maybe some other things in nature that Call of Duty has to go ahead and, and comply with when it comes to Sony upcoming in the future. Mm-hmm. But when these games first release, 
you could go ahead and say, all right, I'll go ahead and put this on as a console release and exclusive for a year. Mm-hmm. And then I'll throw the DLC on as an add-on later with PlayStation when I make it a PlayStation available a yep. year later. Yep, absolutely. Again, it, it would be asinine not to expect something of that nature from them. And to be fair, let's also keep it all the way 100. Phil Spencer is a gamer's gamer. He's the president of Microsoft Gaming, absolutely. I, I can say this confidently, in my opinion. I don't think he's ever lost touch with gamers. They and started- I appreciate that. But Microsoft has mm-hmm. now spent over $75 billion when even all the other smaller studios that they bought outside of Activision, Blizzard, and also Bethesda, they've spent a lot of money on buying smaller studios. They've spent over $75 billion to bring up the Xbox brand. The pressure is now squarely on him to produce something really magical with Xbox Games Pass. Mm-hmm. And the Xbox brand as a whole. Well, he's already created something magical. To be fair, he's already created something very, very magical with the Xbox game. But now you got to start talking about him leading gotta... the race, yes. uh, you know, as far as the console race, and the, yes. the, you got to start that talk starts to elevate. That's all. I'll yes say. and yes and no, because if you if you think about it, and if we're just speaking frankly, Microsoft has never really been interested in the console race. That's us. We talk about well, the console race, but the Xbox Games Pass is their that's, Netflix. That's it. That's their that's Netflix. what they that's have to go. They, yeah, that yes. has to go ahead and do just leaps and bounds beyond yes. what they're doing right now in yes. order for it to pay off. Yes. As someone who is also a fellow gamer who owns all the systems except for the latest generation, because I'm still trying to find one outside of these <laughs> terrible bots that I'm yeah. trying to fight against all the time. Yeah. I'm now leaning Xbox. I'm going to be honest with you more than yeah. ever because of what's going on. And this acquisition mm-hmm. makes my decision, at least for my first console in this generation, a lot easier. So I truly appreciate and value your time and your thoughts. Any last thoughts on the way out? Let's just keep our ears to the ground because I don't think this acquisition war is over. Now it's up to Sony. It's up to Sony to to counter punch. Who says it's up to Sony? If you buy another copy of Office, (laughs) you never know. And just think, if Skype had ever taken off to the Mm -hmm. level that Zoom did during this pandemic. Yeah, if this would happen, yep. They'd have a lot more cash on hand, but I don't think they're hurting. So. No, I think they're okay. I mean, if you could just drop that kind of money on, on a studio, you're you're okay. You're all right. Well, we're starting a studio tomorrow, you and I. We'll oh, yeah, let's do it right the, now. We'll call it the TJ Gerald Vision. Okay. There you all go. Right. Instead of Activision, TJ Gerald Vision. There you go. All right. <laughs> there like you go, it. Dave. But once again, it's TJ Johnson. You got to go ahead and check him out here on the show anytime he comes on. TJ, it's always a pleasure having you on talking anything in pop culture right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, the great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. And we're back to close out the show. It's the PC Multiverse. It's Melinda Barkhouse Ross and me, Gerald Glassford. Want to thank so much again, TJ Johnson, for stopping by on the program. We had a couple episode fours that were available this week. Peacemaker and the Book of Boba Fett. 
And for once, I cannot be saying it was the Book of Slope of it because it was actually pretty good. Started out with Boba Fett riding a bantha, so I was thinking, okay, this is going to be another slow-paced episode, but it turned out really good. It actually delved more into the relationship between Boba Fett and Fennec Shand, played by Ming-Na Wen. Yes, and who I adore, by the way. Yes, yeah, she's very good in this, as always, with everything she does. So the relationship, you saw how it started to build, how they met in the first place. That was Boba Fett in The Mandalorian that came up to her as she was laying dying. It shows how she got fixed, modded per se. There it goes into detail about that. And it's starting to catch up to where they are in the present of the Book of Boba Fett. So the backstories and these flashbacks probably are going to be contained to a minimum going forward, which I'm kind of thankful for. It showed the mission where they went back to Jabba's old palace and got Boba Fett shipped back, and that created some excitement. And But again, it all comes down to the impending war between Boba Fett and the Pike Syndicate for the control of Tatooine as a whole. So I liked what I saw from the book of Boba Fett. Good. I had some catching up to do, and I'm about halfway through the third episode. So I am a little bit behind. And please forgive me, I'm going to ask a question. And this question is not necessarily tied into episode four. It's probably more of a mythos question. Ask away, young lady. I just don't know the answer. But why does he sleep in a water tank? That is a back to tank. That is a healing tank. Because he has so many injuries, a lot of it stemming from the years stuck in the Sarlacc pit. We saw that in Empire Strikes Back with Luke Skywalker. But he was in his own back to tank, recovering from injuries after he was almost mauled to death. Right. Yes. And he almost froze to death, too. And it also helps as a narrative to go ahead and use that for his flashbacks. For his flashbacks. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's part of the deal as well. But that's the reason for the book. But I think in this episode, as you will see in episode four, he's finally finished with the back to tank as far as utilizing it because he's now back up 100 percent okay until he has his battle with the pikes and again maybe he'll do a lot more we'll wait and see but the pace was a little bit better it was directed by someone other than robert rodriguez maybe that's why i don't know but it just seemed like everything was flowing a little bit better for this episode i also want to mention peacemaker finding out what he's discovering with the butterflies Right. And the people that they're possessing and the, the how far and how spread and why that's happening. He's finding out more and more about that. Plus his own relationship with his white supremacist father, who is not a good citizen at all. And Robert Patrick from Terminator 2 fame, he might be playing the role of the white dragon, which I'm thinking that he might be because he's treated like a white supremacist cult leader on the show who is uh, i guess based quite a bit off of the dc character the white dragon yes yeah john cena peacemaker has his issues has his problems but (laughs) so far i guess again there's i've had some issues with it a little bit here a little bit there but i'm starting to be okay with it for what it is again i didn't need to know as much as i know in regards to peacemaker but for right now it's okay for what i'm watching Yeah, I watched the first episode and I didn't laugh. I didn't really enjoy it all that much. You know what? The funny part was the eagle. Yeah. Eagly is just stealing the show. When he hugs him, when he first gets. (laughs) 
anyway, that was funny. But but he eagerly is getting a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So I I did lie. I did laugh at least once because of eagerly. But no, I'm just not into it. I don't know if it's because I'm not the target demographic for the show or if I'm just not a Peacemaker fan. I haven't quite figured that out yet. But due diligence and and I give everything the time that I think it deserves. And you get four or five episodes out of me before I decide to turn you off and never turn you back on again. But I would have rather seen him more in the, another movie, another Suicide Squad movie, as opposed to what I'm seeing now. But they're trying to put all this other stories and other backstories and narratives of characters yeah. that you can either dismiss them or are interested in them. But when the ego, again, is getting most of the good lines, <laughs> getting in the most of the good action, yeah. it tells you right there what's going on. His friend Vigilante also is going against the guys like the Judo Master as far as the battles, of course, the Butterfly Organization. So... We'll see what happens. It is kind of interesting. It's it's very James Gunnish. It does have his imprints all over the place. Even if there are yeah. episodes that he's not directing, he's still writing quite a bit of it. So it does have a lot of James Gunn influence in it. So it's out there. It's kind of different. But again, is it hitting with you in either the Book of Boba Fett or Peacemaker? Please let us know. Cosmos at Yahoo.com. But before we head on out, Melinda, a couple last things. Ozark. Yes. has returned for season four, its final season. Is this a show that's going to interest you? It's been kind of a under-the-radar hit, and it's growing a little bit more, a little bit more, as far as the interest level for it. It's obviously been a show that's out there that's gotten heavily praised in the past. Yeah, This year's start hasn't been so praised, but still, it rides off of a good wave of momentum of critical praise in the past seasons and i think it'll probably end up being pretty good as well so your thoughts on ozark before we head on out it's really funny that i haven't watched this show and because it, it's the it's the bateman show right yes yeah i love him i adore him i think that he's wonderful in everything that he does even in the bad movies he's been in i enjoyed because he was in them so it's really funny to me that I haven't gravitated towards the show, but I don't know if I just haven't heard much about it or if just watching the little preview that they have there, I don't know if that just hasn't grabbed my attention. I'm not sure what it is. So you know what's going to happen. It's going to end. They'll be like, we're not making any more Ozark. Everybody's going to go, oh yeah, Ozark. What was that show about? And then they're going to start watching it, realize there's only four seasons and like four years down the road, we're going to get a revival. Can you say manifest? <laughs> right? But that's what's yeah. going to happen. That's what's going to happen with the show. I think that you're probably right. Or it's going to skyrocket at some point in time, at a random time, to number one on Netflix for just some unknown reason. There'll be something yeah. relating to it or something that's just going to spark it. It always happens. And then people are going to be like, oh, curious. I'm like Again, like you said with manifest, just out of the blue, it got canceled. Yeah. Went up to number one on Netflix for several weeks until Netflix finally said, all right, yeah. we'll make a final season for it. You want it so badly. There you go. So oh, no. That, they we're not doing it no matter the demand for a little while. They were kind of like teasing people or just like, yeah. seemed like Netflix was being dragged into it. So we'll see the kind of effort that they put into the final season that manifest. But yeah, I'm curious to see what they'll do with the final season, supposedly, quote unquote, of Ozark. We've already seen with Dexter that they will revive anything and sure. it will do good numbers because Dexter New Blood did very good numbers on Showtime. Jamie and I discussed that previously on last week's episode. So I'm very interested to see how Ozark finishes up this current run. The current, current run, run, I'll leave it yeah. on that. But 
yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking that, that this will be uh, good for Netflix, and I think a lot of people will eventually gravitate towards it. They always seem to. Yeah, I yeah, it, and it could just be it's taking people a while to find it. Maybe you are ready to start watching Ozark, and then everybody started talking about Squid Game. You know what I mean? Like it, it could be that show that everybody's yeah. like, oh yeah, I meant to watch that, and then somebody's like, hey, have you watched this crazy show about paying off your debt in this crazy way? <laughs> no, I want to watch that. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with the final season of Ozark. But if you're interested, please check it out or your, your thoughts on it. Please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, it's been an awesome show, Melinda. Thank you so much, as always, for being part of it. Next one day, Jamie Monroy will be stopping by the program. We're going to be talking about a lot of good things, including Rainbow Six Extraction and what's going on in the world of pop culture. So I'm looking forward to hearing his thoughts on maybe even Dying Light, too, because that's coming out in the not-too-distant future. And we kind of dropped out there that the game devs were talking about as much as 500 hours to complete so we'll talk and see if that 500 hours is a little bit too much for us gamers out there coming up on the monday episode as well but before we head on out moon knight dropped a major trailer for its upcoming series and we talked about disney plus not having enough content in the past yeah and it kind of concerns me when Moon Knight drops this trailer, something cool, something interesting, Oscar Isaac having all these personalities and not keeping control of any of them, yeah. ultimately leading up to the one that allows him to become Moon Knight and be able to fend off the werewolf that he was trying to beat up. Or does he have an impending battle coming up against Ethan Hawke's cult leader type dude with the long hair and all that? It's kind of very strange what he's doing and saying the power of word commanding over all these people you saw them bow down in the middle of the trailer there yeah but it ultimately leads up to a moon knight series that's debuting on disney plus march the 30th so that's kind of concerning to me because there's going to be a gap after the book of boba fett where you're going as a disney plus subscriber what you got disney that's new you're like there's nothing much there. So that's kind of concerning me there. That's going to be a six to eight week period of time where you're a little bit light on stuff. But I do also want to mention the fact that this week there was a tragedy when it concerns Moon Knight as yes. Gaspard Ulil died in a skiing accident earlier this week. Very unfortunate. And we pay respects and condolences to his family. He is going to be playing Midnight Man in the upcoming series. And I'm very sad to hear his passing, but your thoughts on Moon Knight, the trailer and everything that's going on with this late release in March on the way out. Sure. The trailer looks really great. I have been a casual comic book fan for a minute. The Wicked and the Divine was my series that I'd love to read, but I don't really know anything about Moon Knight. I can't recall anything well, that's the thing. I mean, now that Marvel's so heavily into the MCU, they're bringing out a whole bunch of characters that the general audience, like you and I, don't have a ton of familiarity with. Right. And now it's time for Marvel to do the sell job on us to make us want to watch and care about watching what you know, a series like Moon Knight coming up and She-Hulk and Ms. Marvel and all these other yeah. not I don't want to say frontline or not well-known entities in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know what? I hope this is doing for comic books. I hope that all of these phase four stories that we're getting, I hope that it's intriguing people enough to go and pick up some of those comics. I really hope that that's happening for Marvel. Yeah, I I really do. I really 
love the artwork that is in comic books and and I love the the writing and and the stories obviously are amazing because we're all enjoying them now. So, I'm definitely going to give Moon Knight a shot. I'm going to give it a chance and I'll I'll see what happens with it. The fact that it's not coming out until March feels normal because this is just the first trailer. We're still going to get the second trailer and then we're going to get I don't know for sure. I'm saying we're going to get, but I'm not sure. So we'll have at least two trailers before it comes out and Super we might Bowl's get coming up. That's you. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's going to be like a I'm saying I'm sure and I'm not sure at all. But maybe they're going to do one of those like first five minutes of the first episode or something like that. I mean, we've got a lot of time before the end of March, so we'll see what they do. Hopefully it's something interesting. Well, that's the problem. we got a lot of time and the Book of yeah. Boba Fett is already over the hump when it comes to Book of Boba Fett seven episodes because we're four episodes in. Right. So if we're already on the way out of the Book of Boba Fett, what comes in that gap as, a again, a Disney Plus subscriber, which really concerns me. and. I will not be too pleased over the course of five, six weeks if I've got absolutely nothing for my Disney Plus subscription that I want well, to feel that's new and fresh. The Ice Age movie that they've got isn't going to cut it for me. <laughs> are you sure those movies are so good? The newest one they've got. That's just an add-on that we need to give as Disney Plus filler. You know, sometimes they throw stuff out there like Home Sweet Home Alone and some other stuff they throw out there that you know yeah. is just Disney Plus filler. They talked about the Santa Claus coming back. That to me is just Disney Plus filler. To others, it might be something special. But to a yes. lot of others like us, this is just going to be filler. But then again, I'm like a lot of other people out there that have Disney Plus only for the Star Wars and Marvel stuff that they have. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know what? This is going to give me a chance to catch up on some of the Disney films that I haven't seen yet. I need to give Soul a second chance. Good, I, good I, film. I like it. Yeah, I feel like I have, I, and I don't know why, and please don't be upset with me, but I feel like I fell asleep and I don't think that I saw the whole movie. That's okay. And, I fell asleep uh, three times in Free Guy. <laughs> there you go. Everybody seems to love that movie. <laughs> and I still haven't seen Encanto yet. Oh, we saw that a couple weeks ago. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I, I hear all good things about it. So Yes, Bruno. Um, Bruno, yes. We'll just right. go with Bruno. Yeah. So apparently- You can't talk about Bruno. No, you can't. That's what I've heard. That's all I've heard. Yes. And, Let's not uh, talk about Bruno. <laughs> okay, no problem. No, 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 no. Let's not but talk about Bruno. That's what I'm going to do during that break is I'm going to catch up on some of those Disney films. Plus, it's a chance for me to rewatch The Emperor's New Groove and <laughs> stuff like that. So, you know, I, I will keep myself busy on Disney Plus while I wait for the next Marvel or Star Wars thing to drop. Maybe that was their plan all along. Could be. It could be. Well, what are your thoughts out there on Moon Knight? I think it was a good trailer as well. Very interesting to see the different sides of this personality and the troubles that he's going through with Oscar yeah. Isaac's different personalities. Very interesting to see. So I'm looking forward to it. Are you looking forward to Moon Knight as well? Coming up as far as the newest edition of the MCU coming to Disney Plus March 30th. But what are your thoughts on Moon Knight? Please let us know. Pop Culture Cosmos. Yahoo.com. Well, Melinda, you've been fantastic as always. Truly appreciate everything that you bring to the show. Any last thoughts before we head on out? Just be nice to PlayStation. I mean, just be be nice to PlayStation. <laughs> and I'm not going to say I'm, I'm an Xbox lover or anything like that because I've got Nathan Drake right over here telling me I better not be right there. He's right there and sitting next to Shepard right there. He'd smack me upside the head and say, you better not be just loving Xbox right there for right. you. So. Yeah. Although next month, when Uncharted movie comes out, I don't know. 
all bets may be off on that one. We'll see. That better be good, or else I may have to throw in my Uncharted card on that one. We'll oh, dear. <laughs> we'll see. I, I have my doubts, but we'll wait to see. Always. But for Melinda Barkhouse Ross, this is Gerald Glassford. This is another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC Multiverse. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great